0: Do you struggle to even want to have sex in your marriage? I'm Chris Taylor, and I want you to know you are not alone. If you'd like to connect with other Christian wives on the journey to conquer sexual struggles, join us in the Honeycomb and Spice community. You can find us online at honeycombspice.com.
1: Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives,
0: where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth.
2: What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our
1: marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous.
0: I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie
3: Burns
2: of Oyster Bed 7. Well, welcome back to another Sex Chat for Christian Wives, and this is uh, take two of doing the best we can. (laughs) Still doing the best we can. Still doing the best, and honestly, we did have a plan, and some things fell through, but we knew that we needed to to get something um, put together for you all because we do, we appreciate our listeners so much and we really try to stay consistent for you all. And so we're here. And we're just gonna talk about some self-care. Um, we're kind of winging this, but we we know that um, as the COVID quarantine starts into the phases of lifting, we're still in kind of a dark area, some of us mentally. So, (laughs) we're just going to open it up, and you know what, Gay? You, I just today read your fabulous post on five ways to be your own friend. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm wondering, can you can you help us with that? Tell tell a little bit about that post. Now I got to go get the (laughs) pup.
1: I know. I'm like I'm like on the edge of my seat, going. I need to be my own friend. What are these five ways?
0: And I need to be y'all's friend because I'm so far behind in my blog reading that I didn't know you'd written a post about
2: that. Oh no, no, this <laughs> is from 2017. I remember. Oh, it, oh I feel less guilty. Old, yeah, no, no. Then it's my
0: memory problem, not 2017? lack of reading.
2: Oh my gosh, it, it yeah. was a really good one, and. Because I think self-care, a lot of it comes, a lot of self-care isn't so much what you're doing, the massages, the pedicures. It's really how you're talking to yourself. Are you compassionate with yourself or are you beating yourself up for being a bad mom? What you said in that post was a lot along the lines of, you know, being compassionate to yourself. You know, are you treating yourself like a friend? Would you tell your friend, hey you really dropped the ball, you know, in
3: 1998. Oh yeah. So, um, oh yeah, this was a good post. I've read this for a long time. (laughs) I'm glad you reminded me of it. (laughs) Okay. So the five things were identify the negative things you think and say about yourself, figure out what's true and what's false, replace false negative thoughts with true positive thoughts take action on negative thoughts that hold some truth and make space Mm. in your life for things that are good for you. So the one that really jumps out at me right now is figure out what's true and what's false, because I think that is it's applicable to the things you tell yourself and say about yourself, but it's also applicable like on the big, global level of what we're all experiencing, where, you know, some days, I mean, I said before we started recording, I feel worse now than I did 12 weeks ago when we started this. I mean, to me, even though some things are opening up, you know, we have other crises going on on the top of the COVID. And I feel worse. And sometimes I feel like, oh, my gosh, the world is ending. So that idea of Really stop and figure out what is true and what is false. Because I think one reason I feel worse is I'm probably telling myself things that are false or exaggerating
0: them. Well, the one that I like the best of that list is the last one about making space in your life for things that are good for you. I mean, I just can get so consumed by news and Facebook posts and so many things that are bad for me. And so that's something I have to be really intentional about is just to replace those negative things that make me feel so icky um, by seeking out, you know, more lighthearted things. I change what I read. I, I watch the news, but I watch it in limited chunks of time and don't keep it on all day like I am prone to do. And making sure that I'm filling my life with things that are really good for me does help my state of mind a great deal. And it makes me a better wife and daughter-in-law and mom.
1: So two things strike me about what you said, Gay. And the first is that you talk about negative messages. And a lot of us came into our marriage with those from previous times, either from our family of origin or experiences that we had. And um, we heard these bad things about ourselves and it was bad enough to hear them from other people, but then we loop them in our brains and we we let them stay in there and We would never speak to a friend like that. So why are we speaking to ourselves that way? We need to really think through those messages and where we got them and get rid of them. And then the second thing that you talk about was uh, making space in your life for things that are good for you. And uh, when my marriage was struggling and, and I was struggling, I tried so hard to do a lot of things that were escapism. And I learned after a while though that escapism wasn't nearly as helpful as refreshment. And those were not the same. It can be one thing to sort of get away from it all, but really what I needed to do was not just to get away from everything, but to add something into my life that refreshes me and whatever that is, whether that's personally or in my marriage or or whatever, I had to figure out what fed my mind, my heart, my soul, and gave me the wherewithal to cope with everything else going on.
2: Yeah, I agree with all you've just said. Uh, for me, it was to find a way to rest. And I think that's what you're saying. Uh, refreshment. But also just rest. Mm. Um, just so busy. And we know it's biblical because Jesus went off to pray. Um, it's okay to find rest. It's okay to... Not do anything, and that's what during this whole COVID thing, I've been beating myself up because I'm not getting anything done. Mm. Uh, I am not productive at all, so I, I'm trying to take my own advice or so, Gay's advice here and treat myself like a. Okay, good friend. so that
3: relates to the one oh. on of take action on negative thoughts that hold some mm. truth hmm. So, you know, like with co- like, I mean, I haven't gotten all the de- things done that I thought I would be able to do because I've been working at home for 12 weeks, you know, and I'm sure other people are home more, whatever, you know, so it's one thing to say I haven't gotten done the things I hope to do. But on the other hand, you know, what's realistic and what could you change? So if if there's some truth to it okay, what could you change? So rather than I'm a bum, I'm lazy, I'll never get mm-hmm. anything done. It's like, okay, I wish I would have been more productive, but we've been under a lot of stress. So I'm giving myself a break, but what could I do now going forward to th- that would be different?
1: Yeah, I I was saying even in my own head this week to myself something that we've said so many times about a different situation which was okay, Jay. Just take baby steps. Just baby <laughs> steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's true with self-care too. And yep. you know, or with your marital relationship or your sexual intimacy or something. Like maybe you can't get those things done fully now like you might want to, but what can you do? Maybe all you could do Send a flirty text. Maybe all you. (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, like maybe that's like more than you did yesterday. Woo hoo! Mm -hmm. Celebrate. Mm -hmm. That was like something. It's fine to just start wherever you are and take baby steps and celebrate. Mm -hmm. So I had to do that for myself. Like I took a step and I was like, I know that's nowhere near where I should be, but I am really proud of myself for that.
3: Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think like uh, health things that could come into play, people are probably like, well, I've been home now, I should be exercising, I should be eating well, I'm eating all my meals at home, you know, but most of us probably aren't. I mean, I've been eating sourdough bread for 12 weeks. I'm sure I've gained 15 <laughs> pounds, but I'm afraid to get on the scale. Oh,
0: I, but, I did know. that today. But, 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 but you also got to look at the fact that you have become a really good sourdough bread baker. I have. You know, my that my is skills an have definitely
3: yes. improved. Yes. Now, I, I have to say, okay, that's that was that twelve weeks, and I understand the reason for that stress eating and that carb eating. But now, starting today, I'm going to do something different. I'm I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm not beating myself up, but here's the new plan.
2: Oh, I'm so motivated. I am. Thank you, Gay. I really, seriously, I'm so (laughs) motivated now. All right. All right. mm -hmm.
3: Bonnie, I think you were super brave to get on the scale. I have Mm -hmm. not been that brave. I decided, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change my eating habits. I'm going to go back to my healthier eating And then after a week, then I'll get on the scale and I'll use that as my starting point. Because then you'll know that you've already
0: made some progress.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's kind of what I did. Okay, so I was getting really depressed and anxious and I was kind of coping with alcohol. I was having a glass of wine or two a night. I'll be just, I'm confessing. And um, I really, I decided, I knew scientifically in my brain there was a correlation between alcohol consumption and depression. So I I went cold turkey, and it was super duper hard, and I will say that I've slipped a little bit, but that was about a week ago, and so I waited a week to get on the scales, just like uh, you said, because yeah. I was trying to tried to exercise more. But anyways, I still have, I think, about 15 pounds to lose to be at
0: my goal, but I was eight pounds
2: heavy going into covid so and
0: it's hard when you can't even do do things because things are closed or everything functions differently. I mean, I had some self-care plans in place for the spring even before the virus happened just because I know that I need to do some good things for myself right now and they involved going and sitting in the library. There's a it's a small town, but there's a library and they're open a few hours a week and I was going to go in on a regular basis and then virus came along and everything shut down. So that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although my next door neighbor is on the board of the library and has the key and did tell me that if I ever really need to, to get away from things that I can just let her know and she'll let me in.
2: Oh, that's great.
0: So So yeah. Small
2: town life. Well, I just had a thought, which is unusual because I haven't had a thought in 12 weeks, but, um, So baby, can, baby, steps, baby baby steps <laughs> baby I got a baby, one thought,
1: baby thought. One thought. I have one thought I'll take it.
2: How does self-care and self-compassion correlate to having more sexual interest?
0: I find that stress is the biggest ice bucket on my sexual interest of anything. And so anything I can do to help me cope with stress better or to, minimize my stress automatically helps me helps what i naturally have thrive and it doesn't squash it so for me it's the stress factor
1: for me it's confidence i think um if i am not caring for myself if i have those negative messages if you know my life kind of if i'm telling myself my life sucks and i suck and everything sucks you know, I don't feel good about being like, oh, so guess what? I'm a sexy woman about to come I just don't feel like that. I feel like, you know what, no one likes me. I'm just gonna go sit in my closet and read a book. <laughs> you know? Um, so it really affects my my um self image and my confidence in the bedroom.
3: Yeah, and I think like thinking through those things helps you to be honest with yourself. So it's not like Well, I don't like sex or I'm a bad wife or, you know, I'm just not cut out for this. But really, if you kind of think those through those things in a way that's caring for yourself, it helps you identify what the issue really is. Mm -hmm. Okay, the issues really is that I'm so stressed. I'm so worried about our income because of this, you know, virus or I'm so worried about my kids in school or you know, what it, I mean, I think it helps you to see what the real issues are, and then you can begin to solve the actual issues so that maybe you can move back toward sexual interest.
2: And I've seen, and I know that we've discussed this here off air, there is a correlation between having some sexual activity and having better brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. So I, I have noticed that when we do go a long stretch that I actually, I actually desire a little relaxation. And <laughs> yeah, and um, that's, that's, I'm the low drive wife, really, seriously. And it's like, what? That was a huge revelation in the last 12 weeks. So, um, so anyways, there's a correlation for me that self-care, being able to relax a little bit, then snowballs. Into me, understanding that that there is that biochemical process of
0: sexual intimacy and the bonding, and it's sort of a cycle for me. I find that when we are intentional and f- frequent enough with sexual activity, that strengthens our relationship. And when our relationship is really, really good, that becomes a source of solace and comfort for me which better helps me cope with all the stress. And so, you know, it just one thing affects the other, and it's just a matter, and I'm telling this, I'm preaching to myself right now. Um, <laughs> We're all preaching to the choir. Just do it.
1: <laughs> just do it. Yeah, I, I I, also, you know me, I have to kind of speak a little bit to the higher drive wives out there who uh, I've heard from some of them say that they are interested but they're experiencing a situation where everything that's been going on in 2020. Oh my gosh, what a year has really affected their husband's sexual interest. And so it's been kind of difficult to navigate that. And so that's been a challenge and they've had to figure out what is causing his struggles. And But still at the same time, this is all kind of part of self-care because sometimes if your spouse is not as available because of anxiety or stress or or maybe they're in one of those occupations where they have been working a ton and not around or your kids are there – all the time, or whole whatever whole it the is, time. <laughs> then, all then the time. yeah, you you know, you may have to find some other ways to care for yourself and to refresh yourself. Where sex might have been a refresher before, and so you may need to be a little creative about how. What other ways can we be intimate? And we we talked about that in a previous podcast episode about having intimacy during lockdown, even if you cannot get the sex done like you want but that's also part of your self-care is figuring out how do you refresh yourself individually um any other thoughts anybody's got a question i just used up my
0: one brain cell <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm done I'm, I'm my brain
1: is empty <laughs> is is it is it is it self-care to put on a bra or to never put on a bra again <laughs>
2: I haven't, to put on the I've, bra yeah I haven't <laughs> been uh, I haven't been able to go bra during this mm. so that's been really uplifting <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> listeners thank you for sticking with us <laughs>
2: just wanted to leave us on the final thought that where the true refreshment comes from. And we always want to point towards, you know, Jesus. He's the one who said to the lady at the well, he knew all that she had. And he said, but if you knew who you were talking with, you would know where to get water that always quenches. And so I just wanted to leave with Matthew 11, 28, 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com, where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's sexchatforchristianwives.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.